You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Good morning, Ethan. Hello. How's the coffee today? It's great. Yeah? It is great. Fun little nerd fact that not a single person asked for. <laughs> um, do you notice when you grind your coffee that different beans will seem to give offer more resistance in the in the in the brew process? Oh yes. So it's like my settings are exactly the same. Right. Um, I have a grind setting of eight. Um, Whoa! On the fineness of it. That yeah. is intense. Just so everyone knows, if you've never used the <laughs> Rebel Double Burr Grinder before, uh, that is really fine. Yeah, this particular whatever I'm currently drinking, not exactly sure. No, I do. It's um, Kensington by reanimator gives me a lot more resistance Mm. i'm gonna have to kind of loosen that up a bit yeah i regularly now have just decided to adjust my grind settings based on the coffee the coffee yeah because smart i had one recently where i had it set to 12 and that had done great for the roast before that but then i got this new roast way too like oh my gosh it was it was insane i was like i had to so i lowered it to 15 yeah and that's Mm. done just fine because there's a fine balance between you want, you want a resistance. good amount of resistance yeah. so you get a nice, rich pull, mm-hmm. but then too much is like... No, exactly. Is, not only has it become a limbo of eternally pressing and getting almost no coffee out of it, but it's also like from, from like coffee nerd terms that is beyond me, I wouldn't be able to detect this, but you're technically going to over-extract, yeah. I believe. Again, not that I would notice <laughs> by the time I put my creamer in and everything, but um, you know, I still want it to be good. Yes. You know, this morning, no one asked for this either. So we do grocery pickup uh-huh. at Walmart so yeah. that we don't have to go in. They bring the groceries out to us. It's lovely. And of course we get milk because, you know, you do that. You buy milk. Yeah. You need milk for lots of things. And we are an organic whole milk family. Nice. So everyone knows, you know, thick, rich, creamy whole milk, the organic variety. So is we that, get that. Is that a special color? Is there a special color for that? No. Oh, okay. I mean, unless like maybe the branding. I don't know. Oh, I'm not paying any attention gotcha. to that though. I just gotcha. know. But anyway, long story short, mm-hmm. this is more of an anecdote than a story. We uh, got a grocery pickup last week, got our milk, and I got up to the house, was putting the milk in the fridge, and I looked at it. I was like, why does this look different? Oh, no. Sure enough, it's skim. Ew! Skim! They wouldn't even give us, not even 2%, not even 1%, they give us skim milk, which is, Ron Swanson said, is water that's lying about being milk, (laughs) you know? And so, anyway, I was being really lame this morning and (sighs) crumbling about that as I made my coffee, because it did, it tasted different, you know? It is different. It definitely, strangely enough, I made my coffee the exact same way I always make it but it tasted like i had put splenda in my coffee for some reason like it just i don't know why the skim milk did that but thank you you got a skim milk mm -mm. Mm -mm. almond milk or whatever you choose i'm not even a big fan of almond milk what is it you do the oatly uh, i do like oatly i'm i've been using coconut milk though coconut milk yeah i really like it it it, it actually weirdly enough is like thinner it's like a thinner Mm -hmm. um viscosity (laughs) i'm a scientist work Suddenly became a scientist. Um, <laughs> but it has like a quote unquote more watery quality, but it's, it's, it actually, in terms of like drinking it, it actually feels like it has more clarity to it. Mm. Uh, it sounds very strange. You won't know until you experience it, I feel like, but it's good. I like it. Yeah. Wow. There we go. The whole coffee setup, which speaking <laughs> of coffee and things that we enjoy yeah. filling our bodies with. Yeah. We're moving on to the next petition of the Lord's Prayer, which That's right. has some stuff to do with that. Yes, indeed. I mean, it's not exactly that. Not but exactly, but tangentially, you know, I mean? you know. Yeah, no, because this is the part in the Lord's Prayer where the focus begins to shift, yeah. you know? Because in the first three petitions, we were concerned primarily with God and his kingdom on his terms, right? Sure. And now, 
we are turning toward our needs as creatures of God Mm -hmm. to include both spiritual and physical needs. Uh, You know? I do. I do. I need that caffeine. I need that caffeine. Need need in air quotes. You know what I mean? I need it. Time to fast it. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly why I'm like, air quotes. I must clarify. I'm not dependent. (laughs) Which is what... (laughs) Oh... No, you would think coming off of the great kingdom petitions that we would begin by asking about our spiritual needs. Oh, sure. Right? Like the lofty, heavenly minded, you know. Yeah, that's what you'd think. But of no. Of course. No. 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 No, that's not what happens because the next petition in the prayer is give us this day our daily bread. And so so are we going to have like a sudden plot twist into, oh, yeah, but it's spiritual food. <laughs> You know, not nothing against it. I'm just, I'm just, I have a spidey sense about these things. Or is this just, is it really just a moment of physical need and, and provision? Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, no, I do think this is the petition that we tend to breeze right through. Mm. And I do think some people jump right to what you were yeah. saying about like, oh, this is just spiritual food, you know, <laughs> like, because, um, you know, not to get off on a diatribe here, but like. There's a large faction of American Christianity that's like mm. kind of Gnostic. Yes. You know, it's like material stuff, bad. Yeah. You know, unmaterial <laughs> stuff, good, you know, which is not is not the dichotomy that, right. you know, the yeah. scriptures actually set up. You know, spiritual is not synonymous for like ethereal, you know, or just like mm-hmm. immaterial necessarily. So I do think that we maybe misunderstand this petition or we just breeze right through it. Because you also have to think there are some of us who really aren't worried about like where our next meal is coming from. So if you're taking it on the actual physical level, like Mm -hmm. give us this day our daily bread. I'm not, (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of almost ashamed to say this, which I shouldn't be probably (laughs) because like I'm just, my fridge is full, you know, pantry is stocked and I've got, you know, grocery pickup order scheduled, you know, already, you know, for this week. So I'm not really worried about that, but there are, at the same time, also many people who really don't know where the next meal is coming from. Sure. And when they're praying this prayer, they're really recognizing their dependence on God. So I offer all those caveats to say that I do think this petition, wherever we happen to be, ought to remind us that all our food, I'm talking like, I mean, even down to that specific physical necessity, because that's the one that Christ is highlighting here. Our food is a gift given to us by God. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty big concept worth drilling down on here, because really everything that we physically need is a gift of God. And we're dependent upon him for every breath. We draw all the way down to the food on our plate at dinner time. And I do think that, you know, if we happen to be in the position where we're not necessarily thinking, where is my next meal coming from? I do think we tend to forget that. Or I'll say I tend to forget that. I just kind of, you know, breeze right through that. This also means, again, that God does care about meeting our physical needs. Like he cares about our body, Mm -hmm. which again, comes back to this whole Gnostic thing. Like I think we tend to think of our bodies as bad things. Exactly. Just this temporary carbon vessel. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, it's just this prison that I need to eventually, you know, escape and my spirit will be freed from it. No, no, no. That is Gnosticism. <laughs> Again, that is a that is an ancient heresy that was condemned by the church, you know, pretty strongly. I mean, God made our bodies. Yeah. You know, that was his idea. Exactly. Uh, he was the one who said that they were good in the beginning. He is the one who created taste buds and stomachs and the digestive system, right? Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious, you know, God the Son became 
a human being, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he took he 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 inhabited a body. He had a body. He had a body is probably the better way to say that. I don't want to say he inhabited a body. I'm ac- I might accidentally be committing heresy there. He had a body. God cares about these things. Which let's also bring this back full circle. Jesus is the one telling us here to ask our Father for our daily bread, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus is the one saying this. He's saying, "Ask God for your daily bread." God is the one who sustains us. Yes, and He does it through ordinary things like Chick Fil A chicken sandwiches, right? <laughs> and God is ultimately the one behind the gift of that delicious Christian chicken, you know? <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I um I think for a lot of us, we're on a podcast. You're listening to a podcast, perhaps on your morning commute, and there's a fair chance that you're not especially worried about that next meal, like you mm-hmm. said. But sometimes I still kind of like stop and think of that privately when I'm eating alone or, or running through Starbucks. Like, if, mm, yeah, because it can almost be easy for me to bypass the gratefulness and go straight to a weird kind of self condemnation or, or a guilt about like the luxury that I just yeah. thoughtlessly <laughs> indulge in. Not even, not even a, thinking just a about moment. It. Yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, just rich coffee over here, <laughs> spending loads of money on simple meals without even a moment's thought for it. You know, it's like, well, I should, I should feel more grateful, right? I mm-hmm. should, this should be more magnified to me or, or something. But um, yeah. I feel like also saying this on a podcast has a certain ironic self-righteousness to it. You know? <laughs> Look at me, I'm recognizing my privilege and luxury and I feel bad. Um, but right. I mean, the point is this manufactured guilt is sort of completely missing the whole gratefulness. Yes. And it's, I feel like it's almost ungrateful of the opportunity yes. to just go to that, mm-hmm. which is weird. But um, we may not have to, you know, cross our fingers and pray for that next meal, but I think it certainly affords us the opportunity to be grateful. Yes, and I think that's a, a huge part of this that needs to be emphasized is because there is this sense in which I think just given everything that's happening in the culture around us, I mean, it's easy. I, you know, like somehow like, oh, I feel bad about the fact that, you know, I mean, it just I have these gifts, you know, like, yeah. And it's like, that's not like, again, the point is just you should be grateful. I mean, OK, so like if, you know, you eventually do get to the point where, OK, you know, you can't drive through without you know having to think like, oh, do I actually like right. can I do this? Like, OK, like the petition in this prayer is here for a reason. It's the opportunity to practice gratefulness for having your daily bread. Right. You have have this food that God is giving you. You have these gifts of your physical needs being met, but uh, it also becomes something like, hey, you know, if in the future, okay, this isn't true, like, I'm not going to like, I think this is a flip. This is what I'm trying to get to. This is a flip on where Jesus says, don't be anxious about tomorrow, Mm. like, because sufficient for the day is its own evil and trouble. Like, I think this ungratefulness is kind of a weird flip on that. We're just kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, like, where Jesus would be like, stop that. Like, don't do that. Like, be grateful for what you have. You know what I mean? Yeah. But notice, too, that we are asking, give us this day our daily bread. So wherever we happen to be, whether, you know, we're in the situation where we're not exactly thinking about where the next meal is coming from, Mm. or we are, this petition forces us to acknowledge a daily dependence on God no matter what. We are told to ask for food that is sufficient for this day, on this day. Again, coming back to what we just alluded to, not to worry about tomorrow, because today's troubles are sufficient for itself. Which again, brings us back to those of us who do have enough at the moment. And I think, alluding again to everything we've just been saying, this is an opportunity for us to bless God for blessing us. I mean, you see that in Psalm 132, 15, for instance, where God says to his people, I will abundantly bless their provisions. So, I mean, this is something that I think we spend so much time, maybe this is the other thing, kind of like rambling today, but (laughs) you get lots of thoughts that go into this when you're just suddenly talking about it. But I think we sometimes harp so much against like the health, wealth, prosperity gospel. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a rightful reason for doing that, that we sometimes go so far that direction Mm -hmm. that we miss the fact that God has said like, well, no, like, 
I will, you know, at times of my choosing, materially bless my people. Sure. Like, you know, I'll give them good gifts to enjoy. You yeah. know, like, uh, what is that Paul says in First Timothy that uh, we should rely on God who richly provides everything for us to enjoy? Like, mm. there's a truth to that, too. I think it's just you don't want to get those things mixed up in your head. I feel like, I mean, in t- I was thinking about this in the back of my head as we were talking about it. Like, if you gave Abby a gift yeah. and, um, you know, it's just this really nice thing she'd been thinking about, whatever. I don't know. I, maybe I'm projecting a few years down the road. <laughs> <laughs> but it, if instead it gave her a guilt complex and yeah. she felt it was a bad thing to own this and it was a terrible situation that she's been placed into just by receiving this thing, this convenience or, or nice thing, yeah. like that's not what you want at all. No. And I think at the worst, we get this sort of attitude that someone's like spitting in the face of God who who allows yeah. you this ease and convenience. Like, yeah, it's a weird thing, but like it's, you know, does it hurt to just be grateful? <laughs> yeah, no. And I think that's exactly right. Like you're not doing any honor to God by, exactly. you know, you're not racking up spiritual brownies points with anyone no no you're not and uh you're just making yourself more miserable in the process which exactly. you just like like allow that to fuel you to do something then you know to really yeah. do something productive after you finish enjoying th- this moment you know it's yeah yeah and that's a great segue because you also notice the corporate nature of this prayer right it's mm. just give us this day our daily bread right that's a good point once again uh, tripping up my perception with a small word in there yes isn't it amazing how that works <laughs> because this is a prayer of the church not just individuals within it right so i mean there seems to be the sense in which okay if you have plenty in abundance mm-hmm. right and you are like kind of you know wrestling through this like you know guilt complex for lack of a better term you know <laughs> okay we'll let that fuel you to say okay god has given me all this stuff i can use some of this to meet the needs of others like god might use me and the gifts he's given me to answer this prayer for other people for sure i mean he often does that in fact i mean all throughout like the epistles for instance you see paul like taking up collections for churches like i mean the church in jerusalem when they went through that giant famine you know how god gave them their daily bread Hmm. the churches who had an abundance contributed to the needs of the poor in jerusalem like so instead of being like oh man god is blessed i just feel so you know like okay like well give some of what you have to them and they will you know when the the situation flips and if you're in that position and they have an abundance then God will, you know, use them to answer your prayers for yeah. your needs. So, yeah, I think that really is a helpful way to look at the material side of this. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what Jesus is primarily getting at here is the physical needs, you know, that actual need for like yeah. breath and food and clothing. I mean, all the physical needs. But on the other hand, and not to over-spiritualize it because this is what we were sure. <laughs> there, you know, like it's not, I don't think it's a primarily spiritual request necessarily. But I think we're all also reminded in the scriptures that man does not live by bread alone. Mm-hmm but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And Jesus said that he is the bread of life, and he is the one who primarily nourishes us, and we feast upon him by faith, right? We feast on that bread of life by faith. And that's ultimately, not to be like macabre about it, but I mean, like, eventually, we're all going to die, you know, right? Food doesn't keep us alive forever, you know? (laughs) As it happens. Yeah. Um, But Jesus does. Mm. And one day, I mean, again, hitting on this theme that we love to hit on here over and over again, but like, you know, the end of history, quote unquote, is the marriage supper of the lamb. Like, that's the end. Like, it's a feast, right? It's not like this, like, oh, yes, we're going to have this disembodied, immaterial thing. Like, Jesus said, I will partake of the fruit of the vine again in the kingdom. Mm. Like, so we're going to be eating together. It's not a celebratory fast. No, 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 it's not. It's a feast. (laughs) It's a feast. But on this side 
of that feast, there is a sense in which Jesus is our spiritual food. And um, Augustine linked this petition not only to food and clothing and all bodily needs, but also to the Lord's Supper and the Word, even here and now. So like that's kind of like a foretaste of the marriage supper of the Lamb. And uh, what he said was, And as our bodies hunger after that other physical bread, so do our souls after this spiritual bread. And so we both ask for this bread simply, and whatsoever is in this life needful, both for our souls and bodies, is included in daily bread. Ah. So Augustine being Augustine. Smart uh, guy. I've yeah, heard. he is. But, you know, he kind of says everything needful is included basically under daily bread hmm. to include our physical provisions and the need for spiritual sustenance. Yeah. So all of that is a gift of God, apart from whom no one, just or unjust, would receive these things because that's the other part of this at the end of the day is like, man, like all of this is a gift of God's grace. Like the fact that anyone enjoys food and has their physical needs met wherever they are, ultimately, whether they acknowledge it or not, it's a gift of God. Very true. So a great opportunity for us to practice gratefulness today, as you've said. So yeah, well, that's it for this petition in the Lord's prayer. So this is our fourth one. So we're over halfway there. Dang. Closing in here. Look at that. I like I like the series. Yeah, it's good stuff. So thank you, as always, for tuning in and listening. If you have any questions on this or any other topic, you can email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net. You can interact with us on social media. And if you found this helpful, if you're enjoying a nice breakfast burrito on your way to work today, or you're <laughs> driving through for a burger at lunch or whatever have you, and uh, found this helpful and you want to leave us an honest five-star review, That'd be great. It would know? be lovely. I would feel so happy. I might just go get myself a chicken sandwich or something. You know, I would like. just be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan is the more spiritual among us. We understand. No, thank you as always for listening. We'll catch you next time.